Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Where did we leave off? You had a lovely time last episode. Stopped for the night in Maynard's tiny hut. uh, And... Through the watches of the night, anyone who took a watch would have noticed that deeper into the cavern, that you, so you've moved out of the large cavern that held the river and the mushroom forest. You are now camped near the entrance of a dry, non-mushroom forest cavern, which, stretching into the dark in front of you, 100, 150 yards away, just through the night, you can occasionally see pale lights mm. dancing in the air. Don't love that. And it is hard to track the passage of time because nothing changes, but eventually all of you have had enough sleep and you decide to call it morning. Good morning, everyone. Rel? Yes? You happen to know what those faint lights that I saw while watching were last night. They're a bit unsettling. Which direction did they come from? That away? Uh, if I look, are they still there? Roll perception for me. Oh yeah, it's still dark. <laughs> it's, it's still dark. Like, it's dark. Ooh, that was good. Alright. Uh, let's see. That's a it's a twenty-nine. <laughs> I think I think that's probably enough. Um, <laughs> clerics in perception. Yeah, yeah. You can see they're faint and they are far off, but you can see these little points of light. You can't see anything lit by them; it's too far away for that. But you can see that these gently moving lights are there. There's Maybe three or four. Okay. Can I tell if it's just dancing lights? And are they um, colored? Are they like just based on, on rolling that high? Your dancing lights, when you make them, are a yellowish light, like torchlight. Mm. These are very pale, even bluish. Okay. Uh, or do they look like they're. They don't look like they have a uh, purpose behind them. They're not. It's not like somebody's looking for something. They're just kind of bobbing around. Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't think they're harmful. At least not from this distance. I don't think it's a person controlling them. At least I can get a little closer and um, better look. See how they react. Could they be some kind of creature? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, some sort of under... 
dark angler fish type thing. Um, maybe, but uh, in here, there's not really anybody I could catch, I suppose. But, um, possibility. Just stay on our toes. I don't think there's much danger, but yeah. good to be cautious down here. Wasn't planning on getting off my toes. Right. Uh, ben, can we can we cautiously creep forward as a group? Sure. Are you being stealthy or are you just walking up? Uh, I'm okay with not being stealthy. I don't think these things are much of a danger. Um, so uh, some of us are not that good at stealth. So maybe. <laughs> I mean, you do. You are. You are currently in an enclosed stone chamber. A big one, but fundamentally an enclosed stone chamber with hard walls. And three of your party are wearing armour that goes clang. So You are not the stealthiest group in the world. No, maybe we should just, you know, take it slow, but not stealthy slow. Just kind of... Yeah, I I just want to know whether you have three people in... in, I mean, you're not in heavy armour, but you're in medium and it still goes clang. Hmm. The image of you all tiptoeing while your armor goes clang is rather pleasing. <laughs> no cover, hard stone walls, we're going to tiptoe. That's it, that's stealth now. <laughs> okay, you, you, you can, are you... It doesn't matter. I was going to say, are you breaking camp or are you going to investigate? Uh, so guess what I'm asking is... I don't think you have anything else, to, anything else to do unless anybody's staying behind for some reason. Well, this, this is really the question, is, is, is Maynard accompanying because if he leaves the hut, then the hut goes away. If he doesn't, then you potentially have it as a place to retreat to. You may have an opinion on whether you want that. Um, no, I'll, I'll leave the hut. Okay. Just so that I know in my head what's happening. Okay, you proceed forward. I assume you are making light in order to do this. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll put dancing lights out. Okay, that's fine. The light from Dancing Lights doesn't reach very far, so you would have to get quite close up to see anything by them besides the ground you're walking on. I could cast light. You can, but I don't think it stretches that much further. Okay, I will keep it to myself then. Yeah, I mean, you are welcome to do so. Um, It just doesn't change the particular effect of having lights going while you're moving is that it becomes harder to spot these faint lights that are outside of the circle of light you've got. Uh, I see what you mean. So you're moving, you don't have a a great deal of choice Mm. direction at the moment. This particular cavern, you haven't seen any exits from it yet. So you're just moving along the cavern floor. To that? It's it's harder to see. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. I think I'd recommend, um, Rel, if you go mm-hmm. ahead of the lights, then it'll be easier for you to see. Um, it'll be easier for you to track what's in the darkness. Right. Like keeping watch with your back to the fire. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll move the dancing lights behind me so cool. uh, all, all of the humans can get light and I am fine with my dark vision. Cool. Um, roll me another perception check. Just for fun. Because I know it reassures you when I say just for fun. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Okay, that is six. Just six? Twenty-six. Right, sorry, it's that thing where your mic doesn't cut in immediately, and I'm like, hmm? Oh, right. What did you roll? <laughs> I rolled in the negative. That'd be, that'd be really bad, because I have a plus seven on my perception. Yeah, you, you roll <laughs> this one on a d20. It's an unusual d20. Rolling your fake dice by mistake. Okay, um, you don't see what's producing the lights, but as you start collectively moving forward, they seem to be moving away at a similar sort of pace. So there is still, they are still, as you walk forward, maybe a hundred yards from you and gently bobbing backwards as you can occasionally catch a glimpse of them. They're sort of keeping pace. Hmm. Okay. Are there any uh, branches in this part of the cavern? You you are currently beyond the forest. You are in a, a dry, bare cavern. Oh, no, I meant, like, does the cavern branch off at any point? Oh, like, sorry, can I, we see I, if they split up? You haven't reached any yet. Okay. So in we'll this keep going forward, then. 100 yards or so that you've moved of exploring, you haven't seen any exits yet. Yeah. Okay. So, having some time to percolate as we follow these things, what, what skill would it fall under to have knowledge of, say, will-o'-wisps? I'm thinking, I'm thinking it'd be either arcana or maybe survival, or nature, depending on situation. I, mean, uh... I think, um, because it's trick who's wondering, I hmm. think it, yeah, either survival or nature would make sense. I'd love it if it was survival. Um, yeah. I, you know, it seems like the skill like survival skill. Not trick might have encountered. Not falling for Will Wisps feels like a survival skill. Oh, no, that's a 13. Mm, I'd say you've heard of them, but you don't remember many details. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, raise the, I'll raise the idea to the others then in that case. Could they be Will Wisps, do you think? Could be. They exist down here. As long as we don't follow them off into any narrow uh, caverns, I think we'll be all right. I mean, I mean aren't we following kind of. them into a narrow cavern right now? No other way for us to go. Been off the beaten path. Hmm. Yes. I mean, if they're harmless, we don't well, have to deal with like them. Harmless, but not the. Maybe just going them. in the. They're technically just going in the I same thought direction we were, we're going. So. Like at the gates, so to speak. No, 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 no. you are. Many days of travel from reaching the city you're going to. Oh, okay. And we're yeah. going? Yes. Oh, well, that's <laughs> perfect then. Okay, objection. <laughs> we so reached the park rather than... What reached was to official break in... In the wall of the forest cavern, right? Which right. Is... Oh, feels alright. <laughs> okay. As you proceed through the day, um, this cavern is very much smaller than the forest one. It's still large as a, a space in the rock, but you will reach the end of it within maybe ten minutes, and find it easy to pass. There is another break. And you can go into another 
bubble in the rock. Five minutes later, you reach another cavern wall, and this time the break is more of a little tunnel that's been carved. But then the bubble after that is bigger again. And and for the first half of the day, this is the kind of thing you're moving through, is large natural caverns that sometimes butt directly up against each other, so there are natural gaps and you can pass through. And sometimes there are artificial archways that have been created by previous travelers on this path. After, you know, yeah, after, and through the day, you do occasionally catch glimpse of these same lights. They are not, they're not getting any further away. Sometimes you lose sight of them because maybe they've gone into the next cavern, maybe they've found a corner to hide around but you are aware that they are still out there. Um, around lunchtime, so after about four hours, sorry, my brain's gone a little fuzzy. Give me a sec. Rebooting. Okay, after, after about four hours, this terrain of large open caverns, uh, you reach a, a change. So you reach the, a cavern wall which does not have any artificial breaches in it, and instead, there is a dry river channel. Uh, Rill, you at least would recognize that this is what river channels underground sometimes look like. And all of you have seen um, the shallower channel that the river in the forest was carving. So you would you would have a good chance, a good shot at recognizing that this it is a rounded passage through the rock. It doesn't look carved. Every surface is smoothed over. It's not perfectly round. It's not perfectly even. But everything has that look of having been eroded away. And this sinuous passage enters diagonally into the chamber that you're now in and crosses along one wall and then continues on into the rock. And it is about 15 feet wide uh, to go up or to go down. But that is the only obvious exit that isn't the way you came. Okay. I guess we go down. I mean, I could, I could still fly. Maybe I could go it's up. It's only 15 feet. It's it's not steeply up and down. Like, it's notable. You, you, you can tell which way is up and down, but it's not that you would have to fly up it. Ah. It's, it's it's a walkable slope in either direction. Okay. Oh, hold on. Sorry, so if I'm if I've understood correctly, I'm really sorry, I'm doing my best to visualize this. And sure. follow it. We've come out the tunnel that we were in has crossed like broken into a riverbed. Yes. Okay. Do we see evidence of the like continuation on the other side right now continuation of the cavern of, yeah of, uh, uh, well the path we were following yeah i think this Not. is the only way this is the only exit this riverbed yes so you, you have a choice of up or down the riverbed um but there isn't there isn't an adjacent cavern besides the riverbed oh. at this point Okay, 
So to be clear, we've come through a series of caverns that have now broken out into this riverbed. And yes. the bed along its length is sloping in one direction. So the question yes. is quite literally up or down, as well as metaphorically up and down, as in you go up, or up and down a road. Okay. Yes, yes. So you are, you are literally looking at it. It's a gentle slope. You can go in either direction, but it's up river on the dry riverbed or down river on the dry riverbed. Okay, here's my thought. Um, yes. Clearly this is a actual... Clearly this has been dry, or one, one has to assume this was dry uh, long before the war, right? Mm -hmm. Stands to reason. So it's being used as a pathway here. Um, um, so the question is, has... Did this used to be, has the force now joined a regular route? Has ha, had the force in the past now joined a regular route? Because if this is a regular route, we might just be able to, ah, Maynard, can I have some light on my, uh, just on my, uh, just on my glove would be great, actually. Uh, yeah, sure. I cast light on Trick's uh, gloved hand. Grand. That seems the most convenient way to do things. Uh, I'm going to start just where the mouth is. The mouth of the cavern into the river. Mm -hmm. See, like, if this is just like where one unit has passed through long ago, then I don't expect to see anything. But I'm hoping if they've at this point joined an existing route, there might be, you know, like a trail that's uh, what's the word? A a preference path, whatever it's called. You know how, you know how when you have a like a, a a green space which divides two roads, you can get like a dirt trail worn into it as people take the diagonal across. Mm. I'm thinking I'm wondering if if this was an actual path that was used, if I can see any any like shiny scuffed path. Sure. Um what do we think that this would be? Investigation? I mean, survival, like investigation. surely. Well, I'll let you do it survival, because I know you really would prefer to roll survival. I mean, I would. Also, I mean, I'm following a trail. I'm following a trail in the wilderness here. I mean, you're, you're finding a trail, but no, you're right. That's, that's oh, a valid. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm accepting it. You can roll survival. Oh, sorry, I'll stop arguing. Did you change your mind? <laughs> okay, yes. Take yes for an answer. That's 23. It is 23. That's pretty good. Um, so the first thing you, you, you find is that the, the lip of the riverbed, where it comes through the cavern floor, you can find a, a, a scraped place as if something heavy or several somethings heavy were pulled down into the riverbed. So you are you are confident that they definitely, the people you're following definitely came this way because mm. they've left a trace. Figuring out direction in the riverbed itself takes you a little while longer. You do have to spend some time sort of scouting around a little up and a little down to okay. get your bearings. It doesn't look like this was routinely being used as a road, mm. but you can find occasional similar scrapes. Um, your guess is that whatever heavy thing they were moving was maybe on runners. That would make and sense. sometimes they've caught on an unevenness in the rock mm. in a way that wheels wouldn't. Um, mm. You think the 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 drow force that came through here uh, went down? 
I'll point out the scrapes to my companions and suggest the reconstruction of them dragging something heavy, maybe supplies, maybe seed equipment um, on a sled of some kind. Um, and note that information for later. I imagine that's going to be a good way to orient ourselves if we lose their trail again. I think we go. Sounds good. Let's head uh, down. I can always rely on you to want to head deeper into the earth. Well done, Trick. That was very clever. I was just going to say down because everyone lives further down here. I have no idea how deep we are. <laughs> we could be, we could be, we could be two feet from the surface or a mile underground for all I know. But let's go down. So you found actual evidence. I was just going on gut feeling. We, we go down. You go down. And you have reason to be glad that you did find those those tracks, because unlike the semi-artificial route that was pushed through the caverns, uh, this is a more natural path and it branches. And sometimes it joins up again. Sometimes you, you can see in places where the river splits to flow around a harder, less erodible outcropping. And joins up again and at other times from your perspective it just splits or a new channel comes in from who knows how far back but you keep looking for those signs of where the equipment was brought through and you're reasonably confident that you are on the same route um, anyone who is given to claustrophobia obviously you've been underground for several days you are now underground in a maximum 15 foot wide, 15 foot high tunnel, which winds unpredictably and is somewhat uneven. And sometimes if you don't have dark vision and you don't, just sometimes if it's in shadow, you will trip on something or bash your knee on a bit of the wall. And if you are given to claustrophobia, this isn't nice. This isn't pleasant, but it is possible and you are moving slowly but steadily downhill um at one point you pass just a black open hole still looks natural but this is a, a breach in the floor with rounded edges and even real cannot see the bottom of this it just goes down but mm. but unless you have any particular desire to go spelunking, you are perfectly capable of carrying on, oh. and it looks like the army carried on. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'd be looking to see. Okay. Yeah, if you want to stop and explore it, feel free. Oh, by absolutely no means, but I did want to stop just to check that the, you know, any scrapes we could see went onwards and not over the lip or anything. Yeah, no, it does not look at this point that the army plunged hundreds of feet down into darkness. Perhaps later on. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. Maynard is slightly disappointed that he doesn't get to fly. I predict. It's true. <laughs> New toy, you want to use it all the time. But that's about mid-afternoon, and you can you continue following. Um, you are still seeing the light, and towards the end of the day, they are letting you get closer to them. 
So where previously they were staying 100 to 150 yards away, now they are, beg pardon, now they are getting, sometimes you'll turn a corner and they're only 30 yards away. And you can all, over the course of, of that later part of, of your journey, satisfy yourselves that there isn't a creature holding a light, there is just a ball of dim pale light about maybe a foot across that floats. Maynard? Yes? I remember you said before about that thing that you could, you know, scry upon it, but it, it wasn't on our plane, so you couldn't, or what have you. Does that mean you can sort of, you know, cast your vision about like a witch? Um... No, I, I, I referred to a, a spell that I don't have. Ah, oh well, worse luck. I was just thinking we could get a better look at them if you could. Um, no, I'd have to find more spells if I wanted to learn something like that. Ah, fair enough. Worth a thought. I do appreciate that you think that I can do everything you've ever heard of witches and wizards doing. Well, no, you were saying... You were saying, you were lamenting that you couldn't do it here because it was all sealed away on another plane or something. I don't know. I'm remembering a conversation from weeks ago now. <sighs> well, there you go. I, Maybe in time. Uh, I break off the conversation by gnawing grimly on some concoction of berries, fat and um, beef. Delicious pemmican. Mmm. Everyone's favourite travel ration. <laughs> I don't love that these lights are getting closer, but I don't suppose there's much else to do about it. They don't have as much room. That's not a comforting thought. Mm, not really. No, I agree with you there. They don't have much room until what is what I'm worried about. You know... Ember, mm? when you, you know, bless my sword. Mm -hmm. No, wait, actually, is it you that does it or real? I forget. It's me. Sword sometimes it's Ember does it more. Can it, can it strike down ghosts and stuff? Because mm. some magic swords can do that in stories, but I know that, you know, Real magic isn't always the same as storybook magic. Um, I don't think it has any particular bonus to ghosts, but <laughs> it... Thank you for that. I don't think it has a particular bonus to ghosts. <laughs> uh, I don't think it has any particular strength against ghosts. Uh, except unless a ghost is impervious to non-magical weapon, then you would be able to hit it. But I I don't know. I've never fought I a ghost. I've always imagined ghosts as being impervious to most things. Well, yeah, same. But I, I don't know the ins and outs of fighting ghosts. I don't know. I'm, I just thought it might have come up. In your previous adventures, I suppose. I don't recall you saying anything about ghosts. Anyway, I eat some more pemmican. 
we haven't run into ghosts, even though we thought we would. I suppose it's a matter of time. This would certainly be the place for it. That is, in many respects, my concern. Hmm. I hate marching. I'll say that for nothing. Oh, Lord. And then Trick is suddenly seized with the, obs- with the obsessive belief that they have to go and check if a lasagna is done. <laughs> I'll give you a minute. Welcome to the spooky bit of the Underdark. Oh. I am here for the spoop. Moss is here for the spoop. Ember is a little unsettled. Oh, oh yeah, like uh, Maynard spent the most. <laughs> Maynard has spent most of this trip, like, basically terrified out of his gourd. <laughs> now you can fly away from anything we meet, except for in a enclosed tunnel, so you can't really. Mm, bad time to have prepared fly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Um. Mm. <laughs> well, we could encounter some terrible, sc- terrible monster that has an anti-magic field, and we get scared down back the tunnel to the bottomless hole, and then we all fall down the bottomless hole, and Maynard can't save himself or anybody else because he can't use his fly spell, and we all die. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Maynard. <laughs> you need some pemmican. <laughs> Has it got Zoloft in it? <laughs> it's got suet, which is not very similar, but the very. best we can offer you. I was going to look at Ember and intone, you know about ghosts. I went to ghost college. Oh, well, does my magic weapon spell help with ghosts? No. And also, that was a throwback to the time that everyone was teasing me about having to go to Ghost College ah, on, like, edition one. You went to Ghost College? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, he knows more about ghosts than apparently everyone else. Because he has stuff, he's a cleric, he has stuff you can use specifically, I can censure the undead specifically and, and do, you know, extra stuff. Against the undead. Oh, so which... can I. But I think Ember envisioned that more for like zombies than ghosts. Yeah, I mean it. It also applies to you know zombies and ghosts, but you, you you're just as likely to stumble upon either in the underdark. Ghosts probably more likely, considering the high amount of stuff that just eats everything in its path in the underdark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, on the surface, what do you do with your dead? You put them in the ground. What does that mean? It means all the ghosts are there. <laughs> Thank you. We love your ghosts. They're great. The ground is haunted and it's our fault. See, this is why you should burn your dead. I don't know if that would make less ghosts. I don't know what the mechanism for ghosts... I don't know if the mechanism for how you dispose of bodies has to deal with ghosts. I feel like that's a you're alive problem you need to deal with. I suppose. But at least then you can't have zombies or animated skeletons. Oh, that's true. Well, you then have you only skulls. have ghosts. What? Skulls. Those are, yeah, sometimes it's just skulls on fire a lot. 
that's a thing that you see sometimes. You, but if you uh, burn them yeah, to ash, then... Oh, yeah, but, you know, people keep skulls no skull. sometimes. Is, you know, remembrance. This is why you should burn all trophies. of your dead. I have returned. I have elected to leave the lasagna in the oven at great personal sacrifice. What's your lasagna doing? Done? Oh, man, it's done. It looks delicious, but I've bumped the heat down to 15. I've turned the fan off. Cool. We we will, at some point, take a break long enough for you to eat it. I'm, 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 I'm living for it. <laughs> However, at this moment, mm-hmm. you're in a creepy underground tunnel with probable will-o'-wisps deciding what to do about them. I mean, I continuing forward is, of course, an option. They're not, okay. like, attacking you at this moment. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Okay. Continue unsettledly forward. You continue. Um, and you're, you're starting to feel like you've done close on a day's walk, just based on how sore your feet are. When you reach... No, sorry, we went. When you haven't always had a clear view of these probable will-o'-wisps. Sometimes they're around a corner, or bob off along a branch passageway for a bit, and then come back into view. But at this point, you lose sight of them, and it looks for a moment like one of them has dived downwards into the floor. Um, could I have perception checks, please? The thing I like about these will-o'-wisps is they do provide their own light. That's a 12 for me. That's a 21 for me. 12. Okay, so Ember and Maynard, you're just hearing your own feet. Uh, (laughs) Rill and Trick, you're catching just at the edge of hearing this soft singing. It's rhythmic and regular, and it has that cadence of maybe a marching song you can't tell where it's coming from but you can hear it just just faintly um and real in particular to you the you know, the vowel sounds they have that sense of being in undercommon Shh. listen they put up a hand uh the other humans to stop moving, kind of strain my ears. It doesn't get any louder, but it, it's, it carries on, this echo. Um, Underconscious related to Elvish at all, is it? Actually, yes. Is it? Not, enough that, not enough that they're mutually intelligible, mm. but related. They're both romance languages kind of thing. Sure, sure. Okay. Related enough that I might pick it out as, you know, plausibly undercommon, given that I know Elvish and we're underground. <laughs> Rel, can you, can you tell what they're saying? I, oh, I, I know it's an undercommon, but it's, it's just too far away. I... Uh, I guess just keep an ear out, see if you can work out what's going on. How far-ish ahead of us were or are the lights they you last saw them maybe a hundred feet ahead okay 
Right. Uh, keeping an ear out. I think we're moving forward with spells. Yeah. What do you guys think? I will try. Okay. I'll do the same. I make no promises. Neither do I. It's okay. Okay. Sounds like I need you to roll me some stealth. Mm. I mean, I would be stealthy if I took my if I took my armor off and wrapped it in blankets. But what I then is armored. Oh, teen's not too bad. Ooh, you know, and disadvantage just really, really gets you. That would be (laughs) three. I feel better about my eight in that case. (laughs) I feel exactly the same way about my three. You continue to be the stealthiest group of adventurers that ever adventured. Just so smooth. You know I came this close to making this character a rogue. <laughs> and then you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Doesn't someone have passed without a trace? I mean, it's too late at this point. I think it may well have been a Lucia, a ranger. Oh, Lucia. Oh. I think it was Alicia, yeah. Yeah. A very stealthy wolf somewhere that is unfortunately not with you. Just just looking up some perceptions, just for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd have to be pretty unperceptive to miss, yeah, the levels you're at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That singing, which you can all hear now that it's been pointed out to you, doesn't seem to get any louder as you approach. It's weird. It's always just on the edge of hearing, even as you're walking towards it. Until you're about... Well, actually, that's a different... That's hard to say because you can't see anything. So the only distance marker you really have to go on is where you last saw the Will-O-Wisps. And you are within 15, 20 feet of that when the singing stops and something is rising out of a hole in the floor and you all freeze up for a moment as this will-o'-wisp pops out of a hole in the floor and starts drifting vaguely around and then a much larger much clearer more detailed glowing ghostly figure is following it out of this hole in the floor and a few feet away behind it another hole and another figure and the singing has stopped cool 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 cool. i cast rope trick i cast shield of faith (laughs) let me look up rope trick (laughs) so using a, a length of rope that is in my pack i Stra- I, I straighten it upwards into a pocket dimension where it can fit up to eight people. That's handy. So I What's go into time? my hole. It's uh, instantaneous, I think. It's one action. Okay, in which case I think we need to do initiative before we say that you definitely have achieved that. Yeah. Okay. That seems like an on-your-turn thing, not an instant reaction thing, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. All right, no worries. Let's do those initiatives. Love some initiatives. Love to initiate. Oh, That's a beautiful, beautiful two. 
Someone's on the ball. We're split between who got double digits and who didn't. Do, 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 do. Okay. Through many months of doing this podcast, I have finally reached the point where I have learned my lesson. And now the enemies get labelled with colours in the first place instead of with numbers. Hmm. Okay. So I... When I then write my initiative, I don't have to go, wait, wait, which one on the board actually is this? Enemies, you say? No. No, I'm sure we're rolling initiative so that you can have an extremely organised tea party. (laughs) (laughs) I like that version. But see, I said, I said it, like, think about it. We had a nice walk along the beach and then we were attacked by a horrible creature from outside reality. (laughs) (laughs) A nice trip through... The fucking Cotswolds, and then I'm mean, not really Cotswolds. The South Downs, and then it was more Norfolk, really. Uh, <laughs> it was East Anglia. You were, yeah, Norfolk Broads. Okay. I mean, the South Downs and the North Broads look basically the same. One of them's an upland, and one of them's a wetland. Now, now listen. Wait, hang on. Wait, what? <laughs> the South Downs are an upland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The North. Oh, I don't know. I thought the North Broads. <laughs> Well, the broad is a, a, a wetland. It's like, it's a fen. Uh, uh, no, not wait. Is it was it sort of fenland? Oh right, because it was a bit Hollandy as well. Yeah, the flat's all a bit like uh, flat. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. You know, oh, anyway, oh, the point is, you have a nice time. <laughs> had a nice time, and then I got murdered. So I knew this was coming. That you threat. I was ready. <laughs> You're prepared for your death. Unless anyone hugely objects, I'm going to more or less take your initiatives as your marching order. Um, I would imagine... But if, if you would like I to be in front, be, be afraid to be in front. Yeah, I like... think Trick and Rill were... Yeah. I think probably the... Yeah, yeah. I think probably the general marching order has been Rill in front and me behind that, and probably Ember at the rear. Out of general military paranoia. Maynard just somewhere around... Well, Maynard in the middle, being made of squish and wizard. Okay, so are you single file? You don't have to be. This is 15 feet wide. That is true. I mean, I was probably walking abreast with... Well, we've probably been milling to a certain extent as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do what you like. I'm going to put you in a nice, neat square. We've been milling. Why don't you just put us wherever you think we we wound up by chance? Yeah, I'm putting you in square. That's fair. I can't really object. But since you have expressed a preference to be in front of Ember, I will do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Colours of pom pom do I need? I need a green one. I need a blue one. I need a little pink one. And I need a little red one. There you go. There it is. I mean, I'm a soldier. A, I've been a soldier. And B, I've got a perception score of 55. So, you know, I'm inclined to take the front. I'm sort of milling around around there ish. I'm going to insist on the information for the rest of our. All times, just to be safe. Not that it helps because we don't have rifles, but you know. <laughs> You've got uh, swords. Hold your swords at the ready. Yeah, you don't really need a herringbone formation for that. But... <laughs> no. Every, what you do is you swing and then you drop so the other person can swing over your head. Mm. 
Now, what we need is pikes and shields. Pikes and pavises. Now, that has stopped many things. Tricks thinking this is probably why they're going to end up going last in the initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Trick going, oh, gosh, I wish I had a pike. Oh, I bet. Do you know what would have been great for this situation? A pike. Hmm. Should hide that list. Got an of, of pikes and long spears, etc. Because we're often fighting things bigger than ourselves, and we wanted something pointy to get into them. Hmm. Pike suits the job, or a um, what's the word? A golden dog. Um, what is like a pike that's also a hammer? Best of both. Well, it's a halberd that's more. That's also a hammer. I think. Best of both worlds. That is a good way of, of applying crude force to people who are not quite up against you yet. Yeah. It's named after the um, idea that the. Oh, an axe and a pike. Huh? Yeah, I thought it was an axe and a pike. Is it? I might be wrong. Um, it's named after the idea that the Flemish, I think, using them um, would walk into people's homes because they're partisans and go good and dark. And if they couldn't say good and dark back with a convincing accent, you murdered them because they were probably French. <laughs> I like it. Straightforward. It's still the point. Top of the initiative is this green pom pom, a phrase that has quite likely never been said in D and D before. <laughs> Nonetheless, it is this green pom pom. Um, who is going to float up to? Going to float up to Rill, who will get a very good look at this gently glowing. It's like she's been sketched out in shades of blue, and in life she was definitely a drow. She's carrying a ghostly bow, but she floats up to you anyway and reaches one ethereal hand out towards you and just rests it on your shoulder uh, and is making a melee attack. Sorry, who's you in this circumstance? Rill. Okay. Uh, I believe a 23 will hit. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> He was thrown off guard because... They just gently put their hand on his shoulder and then, uh, you know, did, did something yeah. nasty with it, which entirely prepared they, they for. They reach out. She reaches out and she puts your hand on her hand on your shoulder, and you take. Ooh, good rolls. You take total of because it was good rolls. Um, eighteen necrotic damage. Ooh, all right as this cold feeling just washes through your torso from the touch of her hand. And next up is Ember. All right. Um, you okay, Rel? Um, very cold. I'm, I'm okay. Not right, friendly. And I'm going to run forward and swing at that ghosty friend with my okay. axe. Um, that is a 24 to hit. Yes. And you're using Kindler? Yes. And I am going to activate. Okay. Um, that is 11 damage. Can you break it down for me? I have resistance. Oh, oh, right. Cool. Um, that is eight, uh, Mm, what is it? That a uh, slashing, probably. Slashing. Okay. Yes. 
eight slashing and three fire. Um, and then a second hit, which is a 22. Also, yes. And that is 15 slashing and three fire again. Okay. Hitting them is weird. In the Kindler passes all the way through in a way that with something living would have bisected her. But you can still feel a resistance against the motion of the axe. Like it's not that it went through without touching her, but it did go through. Very weird. Hmm. Um a second will of so you you could already see the pink will of the wisp, which is the little pom-pom. The red one at this point pops out of a further hole in the floor and makes some kind of attack because they have a lovely, by which I mean horrid attack they can do. Uh, and they can fly 50 feet. So <laughs> it's going to get right up close to you and attempt to shock you with lightning. That's what it's going to try. Uh, what's it? Oh, no, it's not going to, because it rolled a 12. Cool. So it, it, it does, you know, the lightning, the spark leaks out from the Will-O-Wisp, but you're wearing so much metal that it just earths itself over your armour and doesn't touch you. Um, that doesn't apply, that's fine. Uh, Rill, you're up. You are engaged with a ghost. I am engaged with the ghost. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and talk to it in under common. Okay. And I'm I'm going to put both of my hands up in a sort of slow down, like look at me, I'm harmless sort of uh, gesture. I'm going to say, "Please, we're not here to hurt you. We're just seeking passage through." Okay. Make um. A persuasion roll? Yeah, I don't know what would apply here. Yeah, it'll be persuasion. Oh, we don't want to hurt you. One of us did just attack one of them with a flaming axe. Okay, well... <laughs> Still worth a try. It's, what, it's what's then, being tried. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just being... So, like, you know, I feel like we're even. Um, and it's being difficult. That's an 11. No visible reaction. You know, no change of expression. There's just mm. this sad, stern look. Okay. Uh, in that case, I am going to use... Uh, I'm going to use a bonus action and mm-hmm. cast Spirit Shroud in the tunnel, um, which calls forth uh, Spirits of the Dead, which around in the um, area, which it doesn't say how... Oh, 10 feet. Um this is 10 feet, um, and any attacks I make until the spell ends deal an extra amount of damage. And I'm going to use uh, Radiant, and I'll, I'll tell you which, um, if, if, since they have resistances, I'll remember to tell you uh, what they have. And they can't sure. regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Also, any creature of my choice uh, within that starts its turn within 10 feet of me has its speed reduced by 10 feet. So whichever ghosts are close enough, I will tag them with that. Let me just have a look, because you've been using 
they somewhat interchangeably. Okay, any attack you make gets extra damage. Right, yes, sorry. <laughs> so, right, what you said was any attack they make gets extra damage, and I was like, this better have a really good trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> and if they take that damage, then they can't regain hit points. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the Will-O-Wisp and the ghost closest to you um, have both lost 10 feet of movement, that makes sense. And, and there's and, just a drow undead sort of circling around the area. Yeah, so you, you cast this, and these, they don't glow blue like the ones you're facing because they're a less potent force, but they're these shadowy sketches on the air that are flanking you with their weapons raised. I will note, when you cast Spirit Shroud, your dancing lights will blink out. That's okay, we have light on you, I think. Usually. Yeah. I like well, we put on your glove earlier, so... I mean, that was a long stuff. time ago. That was that was some time ago. Yeah. You were being when you approached. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think you were being sneaky when you approached, and it therefore seems likely that you only have the dancing lights up, doesn't it? Mm, I yeah, think that's fun option. <laughs> so, yeah. You see, the rest of you see these shadowy forms coalesce around Rill, and then it goes dark. <laughs> you can see the will-o'-wisps, but it's like the light they shed doesn't... It's not enough to light anything else. You can just see these glowing balls and even fainter, these this pair of blue spectral drow but you can't see the floor, you can't see the walls, and you can't see the holes. Delightful moment. This is on fire, so Somewhere. there is probably about five feet of light around you, of dim light around you from your axe being on fire. So you can see the next step you take, but not really beyond that, I would say. Maynard, it's like pitch black and there are ghosts. Okay, so I said I was going to do a rope trick, but now that the battle's progressed, uh... 18 seconds. I. No, the entire round is six seconds, not the turn. Oh. This is all happening within the same six second span. Of course, I remember now. Now that the battle has progressed uh, six seconds, may I cast a different spell instead? Yes, you may. Excellent. I cast light on a small knife that I have and I throw it uh into the center of the room, so just a little bit in front of where Ember, where Ember is. Okay. Oh, please don't throw it down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Roll decks to not throw it down a hole. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, 19. That's fine. It doesn't go down a hole. It lands pretty much where you intended it to. What's the range on the light spell? Uh, 20 feet of bright light and a further 20 feet of dim light. Fantastic. I'm doing an extremely good little dragon drawing. So I've just put little dotted lines on the map to say everything within those lines is, is brightly lit now. So everyone can now see each other and the ghosts and the holes in the floor. Maynard has been smart. <laughs> nice. Smart. Um... And yeah, I, that's my that's my action. Cool. Uh, the remaining ghost 
which is also kitted up as an archer, fits a ghostly arrow to the string and pulls and looses at rill. Ooh. Um, doo -doo -doo. And as the arrow flies, it rushes in because it turns out I has to do that because I didn't read the thing. Um, so it follows the flight of the arrow. In a le it, it sort of loses shape as the arrow flies forwards. As it leaves the string rather than an arrow, it's this rush of light towards Rill. And I need Rill to make a charisma saving throw, please. Oh. That is 17? Cool. In which case, the light passes through your body in this chill. And then the ghost reforms behind you. Oh. But you don't take any damage. Um, I think that's all it can do. Yes, that is all it can do. Um, I will take another photo, and it will be finally uh, tricks go. Okay. So let's see. Okay, that's the thing. I see. I love archers. They're my fave. Um, and I have seen that Ember's axe kind of bit into the ghost. Yes, like it, it definitely looks like, like it, it met resistance, like it was doing something. That gives me some confidence here. Um, so, um, I will turn around to face this ghost behind mm -hmm. on the basis of, I love archers. Um, I like the sound they make. <laughs> um, and I am going to uh, kind of spin and bury my sword in its ghostly form. Go for it. That's only, that's only a 12. That does hit. Okay. I mean, I guess it's hard to miss. It's not like they can parry. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> I'm kind of like trying to really like twist, like I'm trying to whisk the ghost. <laughs> I think I'm just going for the principle of, you know, kind of like like it's a bit of fog that I'm trying to shake away, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, with a sword. You're trying to whisk a ghost like it's egg yolks. Yeah, I don't know why I just rolled a d20. That's not what I get to roll for damage. That's probably not your damage dice, uh, no. Um. And um, that's nine slashing damage, to be clear. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to do that again. Um, oh, yes, that, that will hit nicely. That's a 19. Uh-huh. Um, which gives me another eight slashing damage. Mm hmm And no, I'm going to hold off on using my action surge, because I feel like maybe... Maybe I could be doing better here. Um, yeah, that's my turn. It feels a lot like spinning your sword through water. That that it's easier to move on the cutting edge than on the flat kind of feel. Yeah. And top of the round, Green Ghost um, has like 
the green ghost is in what I would call a target-rich environment, and I'm going to roll dice to see who it attempts to shoot with spectral arrows. Um, Ember, you lose. <laughs> so okay. the green ghost, having lifts its hand from Rill's shoulder and um, knocks an arrow as it turns and looses it directly into your face. And I need you to make a charisma saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, that is a 28. And the arrow and the ghost pass straight through you and reform on the other side. Cool. It felt unpleasant and cold, but you took no damage. Excellent. And it is your turn. All right. I will swing at... Oh, excuse me. I will swing at friend Green Ghosty. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a 20... Yes. Four. <laughs> um, and this time I am going to use Divine Smite. Um, so that is going to be 12 slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Eight fire damage. And 19 radiant damage. The ghost is flickering 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 like mm. it's still there but it's having trouble holding itself together so frustrating <laughs> all right and then swinging kindler again although it is no longer on fire um that's another 24 to hit mm -hmm. um and i'm going to do oh, I'm so sorry um oh. I was knocking hit points off the wrong ghost. Oh. Um, on your first attack, um, yeah, it does, in fact, you, you did, in fact, do enough damage to it. So on that first swing, Kindler sort of bites down through the shoulder and through the torso, and the ghost scatters into dust that fades, like the particles of light that rapidly fade into nothing as, as the destruction propagates out from, from where Kindler sweeps through it. Then I will turn on the red pom-pom wisp. Mm -hmm. um, and that and that would be the 24 to hit. That will, That is enough. Um, yep. And I'm going to try just hitting with the axe itself. Um, that is an eight damage. Okay. And that's the red one. Yeah. I can super definitely do sums and know how to deduct <laughs> from numbers. Okay. It's hard. It's all right. We've chosen to play an arithmetic game and that was our first error. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, red Wisp. Uh, now gets to go, and because you are um, right there and attacking it, I think it's going to try to shock you again. That seems reasonable. Um, it will not succeed. That was 13. So that was not a success. Um, Rill. There was, there was a ghost that shot an arrow at you, and then it's, now it's behind you. Yes, it is. But hey, at least you can see. 
I mean, I wasn't having a problem seeing. <laughs> now I can see better. You know, I can see slightly better because it is glowing. I am going to turn around and um, trying to avoid wherever Trick is swinging at this ghost. Um, I am going to uh, reach forward and um, I'm going to reach forward and cast Inflict Wounds okay. on the ghost. I'm going to try, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a 18 hit the ghost? It does. Okay, so that is um, 18 necrotic damage from my inflict wounds, and then I get to add an extra d8 because they were are within my uh, spirit shroud. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is uh, six points of radiant damage. Okay. So you reach out and you know what you're expecting. You're expecting the familiar black veins of inflict wounds. But your hand just passes through the ghost like water. And only the faint spark from the radiant damage seems to affect it at all. Mm. Was it eight on the radiant? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, six on the radiant. Okay, um, I'm going to keep, uh, that, that's uh, my turn, I'm going to keep Spirit Shroud up. Okay. Uh, Pink Wisp is going to push in them just a little closer, and is it going to do that? Hang on, let me just... Aha, uh-huh. it can do the thing where it can go through people. It's going to just sort of go incorporeal and scoot quite a long way forward and have a go at Maynard. Oh no! With lightning. Oh no! <laughs> but that's my uh, thing. But it's twenty-two to hit. Oh no! Taste of your medicine, Maynard. That probably hits a wizard. Yeah. Oh, it rolled really well. Oh, it rolled incredibly well. It rolled the maximum it could roll. Please take sixteen lightning damage. Ah! Uh... You rolled an eight twice on a d8. <laughs> I believe I rolled all that yes. inflict wounds damage. And you it feel this feel electric me. shock, like, from your chest right down to the soles of your feet. I didn't like that. <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> Seems perfectly nice to me. Um, Blue Ghost first gets to roll a d6. Doesn't recharge its thing. Um, therefore, instead of doing the thing, it's gonna not do that. I hate that. Instead, it's going to try to also stab. Um, no, it's going to try to stab Trick because it's marked. It's going to try to stab Trick with a ghostly dagger. You know what? I'm fine with that. Making it try that sort of thing is, is like your whole thing. Uh, yeah. It super misses. It rolled 11. No, not even close. Yeah. Ghostly dagger. You just sort of lean back. Now, see, it... there's a lot of iron in my. Um... In my um, armor. Uh, da, 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 da. Blue ghost, and then it is Trickster. Okay. Um, hmm. I think so. Hang on. What, what's what's currently about? Something blinked out, didn't it? Okay. Yeah, green ghost is gone. 
Well, that's that feels good. I about that. And uh, killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Made it go away. Banished it. I think the word is banished when it's a ghost. Yeah, seems plausible. Um, Freededed it. I'll call out a real look sharp as I turn my attention to this will o wisp next to Maynard. Um, okay. Trying to catch his attention. This seems like less of a threat than I had initially thought. Um, so I'm going to go. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to attack it and see what happens first before I decide to call out on it. Okay. You just click the button, it rolls for me. What a great, great day, except it does roll a one, so actually maybe I should put this... <laughs> you rejected this um, dice roll of being unlucky. I try and swing at it, but it is basically an insubstantial wisp of light. It's quite hard to land the hit. Yeah, it's not fully there, and you're not used to dealing with that. You're fine with armour, you're used to armour, you are not used to incorporealness. No. Well, how does a 26 do? A 26 will hit. Okay. Um, I'm at this point, I think, just just swiping at it with the flat of the blade to kind of maximise Like a cricket bat. I'm trying to swat it. <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance... Oh. I mean, that's that's five slashing damage. Okay. So not, not a huge amount, but no. better than nothing. Does it at least react to being hit with a sword? You you swat it as with a cricket bat, and it definitely mm. moves a few inches in the air. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I'll mark it, and then I'll try this some more, because I'm a I'm a big dumb um, fighter, and there's only so many things I can do. <laughs> so I will uh, swat it again. Okay. That's twelve. Which... Mm, not enough. This time you swing and it floats upwards in the air and your sword just swishes underneath it. And that's a one on the dice, so I'm just not suited to this, you know? I like enemies that are corporeal, substantial, material you could describe them as. <laughs> but at least it's marked, because I got one hit on it. It is. Um, Green Ghost is not on my initiative list, because it is did. Um, and also gone. Ember, however, is on the initiative list and is up. Huzzah. Is Blue Ghosty still around? Blue Ghosty is still around, as are both the pom-poms. Okay. They're all pom-poms. Both the will. Blue Ghosty is kind of pinned in a corner, though. Ah, uh, okay. I'm kinda... Blue Ghost kind of pinned in a wall between the three of us. Away. I mean, everything hey. behind it is open space, it's just that's where the light ends. It's also where the will wisp is, so... It's quite yeah, narrow. It's, not really, it, it's against a wall. I wouldn't go as far as pinned in a corner because. Oh, sure, sure. I didn't mean like, you know, I just meant relative to Ember. Oh, yeah. For Ember to get to it would be a challenge. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go after the red pom pom again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a 21. That is sufficient. Uh, Divine Smite. Um, okay. So that is going to be. 10 slashing damage mm-hmm. and 8 radiant damage. Poof. Poof. You All swing right. Kendra through and it literally it goes out like you've swung your axe at a candle and the, the wash of air has put it out. Excellent. All right. Then I'm going to turn and head for the pink pom-pom. Okay. The, the, 
the, the will-o'-wisp hovering in the air with an otherworldly light with an otherworldly <laughs> light. <laughs> Which is also a pink yes. pop-on on a, another level of reality. Look, for the benefit <laughs> of the listeners, though, I'm just trying to add some... some so, basically what you're dealing with here is there's the material plane on which you all are fighting. There's the ethereal plane where these undead partly exist, and there's the narrative plane where this podcast is <laughs> happening. And on the narrative plane, it's a pink pom-pom. Right. Well, that's a 22 to hit the... That'll do. Wisp. Thank you. Uh, and that is uh, 12 slashing damage. Okay. That makes somewhat more of a dent. Um, Rill. Yes? It's your turn. Alright. Since my inflict wounds did exactly nothing, um, I'm instead going to pull out my mace and take a a swing at this ghost in front of me here. Mm -hmm. Trick has... uh, and their sword to one of the wisps. I like how, like, top strategy for dealing with banishing ghosts is just sort of <laughs> for them. Just sort of second death. Uh, let's see here. That is going to be a 22. Mm-hmm, that'll hit. Okay. And uh, that is... Okay. Okay. Um... That's three bludgeoning damage from the mace, and then I can add my uh, d8 of my crits, and that is <laughs> a big whopping two points of radiant damage. Okay. You do a little bit of damage to the ghost. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to, like, crack my mace against the wall. I'm not used to swinging it around like this. It's not your weapon of choice. It's been a while since oh, you trained with it. Well, I, I, I'm uh, inspired by Trick swinging their sword around. <laughs> We've decided to banish these ghosts by hitting them repeatedly. Also, my spell didn't work. That's also a, you know, I'd it's say even, even inspiration. To be fair, it's a pretty effective way of banishing most people. It's just unfortunate that you tried it on a ghost that is um, immune to necrotic damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been hitting like... them. I've been hitting them with a bit of with a big hunk of metal, but you know that too. They're not actually immune to big hunks of metal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hitting them with <laughs> a big hunk of metal will banish most people. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying that the that the wounds would banish most people. Uh, no. Both of them, pretty pretty good. No, it was more by mm. way of a wry joke that got slowly killed <laughs> to a ghost. We are a funny podcast. <laughs> of funny people. Whose turn is it? I'm completely lost. It's Pink Pom Pom's turn. I'm sorry, it is this ethereal glowing thing's turn. And I don't think it has a very good survival instinct. Um, so it's going to go ahead and attempt to shock trick. How is a 21? Yeah, that'll do it. Mm. Let's see if it rolls as well this time. Nearly, nearly. That's 13 lightning damage. That's all right. I could take 13. This one Will-O-Wisp, very skilled at lightning damage. Okay. I kind of shudder, stiffen my grip on my sword, grip my teeth against the pain. Uh, And it is Maynard's turn. 
You are sandwiched between a ghost and a will-o'-wisp. Uh, well, the will-o'-wisp is small, but the ghost is bigger, and I think the ghost poses a bit more of a hazard. So I'm going to cast lightning bolt on the ghost. Okay. Uh, that is twenty-five points of. Oh wait, sorry. It needs to make me a dexterity saving throw first. DC fifteen. No thirteen. That's twenty-five lightning damage. Kapow! Do you know what else is on this very long list of resistances? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not immune. But it is it is resistant, and and your lightning, it's some of it just seems to absorb into it harmlessly. Shoot! You know you did that. That was that was the thing you just did. I know. <laughs> Tough ghost. Uh, trick, you are up. No, oh, no. Right. Sorry, that's a lie. It's the ghost's turn. The ghost should probably get its turn. Uh-huh. And it has regained its thing and is going to knock another arrow and go for. I'm going to roll to see who it goes for. Going to go for Trick. I don't suppose it matters that it's in melee, huh? Not for this, no. No, I figured it might. Uh, I need Trick to make a charisma saving throw, please. Ooh! Oh, this is fun. Um. That's a 14. Oh. <laughs> DC 13. Yes. So once again, it passes straight through you and reforms on the other side. Yes. We're not, we're not having any of this ghosty bullshit. It's like, woo, I'm <laughs> a ghost. And it's, like, and it's like, are you going to banish me? Like, no, we're going like, to just like beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just no what if I use no, our, no, my spooky no, ghost no. powers? Are your spooky ghost powers lightning based? Because if so, yes. If not, no, we're just going to ignore them. Fine. Ghost passes through you harmlessly. Now it's your turn. You are still um, adjacent to a ghost. It's just now standing behind you. That's fine. That that happens sometimes. Um, just looking the thing back up. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna kind of keep having a go at this will-o'-wisp mm-hmm. on the basis of um, it seems considerably more dangerous than the ghost, as far as I've been able to tell. <laughs> The ghost is having a bad day. Yeah. I would hazard a guess that the ghost is supposed to be considerably stronger and more of a threat than the Will-O-West. But it's not, it's not managing things very well today. Um, so I am going to uh, just keep striking at the Will-O-West, keep it from firing off lightning at anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there's a 12, which I'm pretty sure doesn't hit. It does not on the Will-O-Wisp, no. no. Oh, I can't roll for shit today. That is a night. Th- yeah, it's not even marked now. Is my mark only long? It, it, it's a remarkably dodgy little ball of light, and it's just dodging as you swing it. It really is. There's nothing else I can do. Um, so, I think seeing that I'm not having much effect, I'm going to kind of take, you know, half a step back mm-hmm. and and catch my breath. 
Are you moving, moving, or just within your space? I'm not moving. I'm just I'm taking a small think... adjustment of stance. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, I heal myself for ten. Cool. Uh, Ember, you are flanked between a will-o'-wisp and a ghost. Cool. Um, also, I just realized that I was muted when I was trying to tell Trick that, uh, and it doesn't matter at this point um, anyway, but <laughs> if you had rolled lower, being within 10 feet of me, you would have gotten a plus three bonus on that uh, charisma check anyway. I do like your aura. Yes. Um, cool. So I am going to continue hitting at the uh, Will-O-Wisp as that is where my attention was anyway. Uh, that is a 14? Uh, no, I'm afraid. The Will-O-Wisp nimbly dodges your swing. All right. Uh, coming back the other direction, I will swing at it again uh, with a much better 25. That is enough, yes. This time you you swing straight through the middle of it. Excellent. Um, I'm going to use Divine Smite, and this time I will remember that I get an extra die against Undead. <laughs> uh, so that is six, no, uh, what, with the bonus, um, 11 slashing damage, and then, uh, Nine Radiant. It um, snuffs out, just like Rills did. Rills, trick? Like the other one did. I think, I think that was, was also mine. Like you just snuffed out. This one snuffs out as well. Excellent. I will turn towards Blue Ghosty and not do anything. Okay. You take up a guard stance against a Blue Ghost. Yeah. Um, Red Wisp is dead, and therefore it is Rills' turn. There is okay. now only the one ghosty. Right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll keep my distance from where I am right now. And instead of using my mace, I will cast uh, Sacred Flame. Okay. And it has to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Ooh, bad. Ten. Alrighty. And, um. Okay, then it's going to take. Um, damage. That is 15 points of radiant damage. Nice. So when I told you that the last ghost was flickering, and that turned out to be a lie, because I was looking at the wrong ghost, this ghost is flickering. And struggling to hold itself together. This is a very damaged ghost. Uh, Maynard, you're up. Okay, so it's... Can't... Okay, I am going to class cast Cloud of Daggers at third level. Okay. And it takes 15 slashing damage. The magical daggers spring up around it, and as they cut into it, little pieces of it start going out and... It, 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 it is withered it away damage. like a cloak being tattered. It doesn't take the start of its turn is the turn. next turn. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, um, it went immediately after Maynard and immediately got shriveled by 
and Dagger Cloud. Um, nice. So that also fades into nothing, and you are left with uh, a slight only. You are left with a, a a fairly nondescript part of the river passage. It's perhaps slightly wider than others have been, but only by about five feet. Uh, what's notable here is that there are three holes in the floor, and these don't have the smoothly rounded look of the sinkhole you encountered earlier. These have quite crisp, sharp edges to the hole, as if they have been carved out. And in the silence that falls after battle, you can hear from the bottom of these holes the sound of rushing water. And I think just because we're running quite long, we should take our break now and come back next episode. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lasagna. You've been listening to Come Out and Play, an all-trans real play project. You can check us out at comeoutandplay.games or follow us on Twitter at CAOPcast. And remember, if you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, please share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is our best way to grow. I think what you're doing is quite reasonably. You're acting right and you're gesturing when you speak and that shifts your weight and makes your chair squeak at exactly the points when you're talking. So you need to sit really still and not emote.